Hi, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Total Recall podcast, a podcast geared at giving founders and startups education in certain areas. And on this episode, I'm very excited. Actually, we've been trying to get this one together for a little while now, Rebecca and I. Um, I'm bringing Rebecca August, who is a um, marketing guru, a Jedi, an oracle of marketing in startups uh, in the technology realms, having successfully launched organizations um, like Filament, I hope I'm spelling that correctly, um, which was acquired by NetApp and I think became Spot, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and more recently in a, in a very highly funded and very exciting startup called For All Secure. So Rebecca, it's great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a wonderful introduction. How are you today? Very good, actually. Very good. I think it's a very pressing topic as well. So that's why I'm getting a little bit excited because I'm getting so many um, inquiries now about people wanting to hire marketers. Um, and I use the term marketers very generally for a reason, um, because I think a lot of startup founders think that a marketer can solve all of their problems from a lead generation perspective and an everything perspective. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So I think what I would like to talk to you about really is... Um, First of all, your experience, you know, your your journey um, in marketing. You've been in technology a long time. Um, you know, you, you've kind of built from scratch strategies. You've come into companies and and kind of redefined. Um, you know, so you've got a very good kind of uh, experience um, that you can give to the people listening who are about to go onto their marketing journey. So, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, in marketing in the tech community and what you think um, really has has worked for you, I guess, in the go-to-market strategy when you're building something from scratch. Absolutely. So a little bit about my journey. I, I started about 10 years ago uh, and it was surprisingly enough in the automotive industry and it was working within a, a marketing function, but we used, the one thing about this ad agency is that they used very data-driven uh, tools that provided them great data, which allowed us to be extremely successful. So along the along the years, I've kind of adopted that, that mindset um, everywhere I've gone. So it's always having a data-driven approach and not just kind of the uh, spray and pray, you know, just kind of just throw everything out there all at once. Um, so going in from automotive, left automotive, went to work for um, a, I went, went to work with cloud, uh, what is it, cloudhesive in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. COVID hit, then I went on to work with DevOps.com and uh, Security Boulevard. Uh, from then, uh, from there, went on to work with Filament. Filament was acquired by uh was acquired by spot.io, spot.io, but was also, they were already under the umbrella of NetApp. So uh, it was NetApp that acquired them. Um, and then uh, moved on to to here with For All Secure or Mayhem Security, which we've just had a new brand, uh, brand announcement for Mayhem Security. Okay. So quite a journey then starting completely in an adjacent field and moving across to, to cybersecurity. Um right. What have you? What have you seen? Are the um, the commonalities, the the you know the statistical um, common features, I guess, then that you've brought over now? Because obviously you you spe you specialize now in more of a DevOps, DevSecOps audience, which is completely different uh, from automotive. Um, oh, yeah. What are the what are the things that you see? I know obviously data was one of the things that you've you've focused your answer around. First of all, but what do you think are the key important factors that you see now 
that people can latch onto who are starting out their marketing journey, that they're trying to build a marketing function? Um, what do you think that looks like? That's an interesting question. As far as commonalities across the board, when it comes to in this space, this is one of the spaces where if you're targeting anybody in DevOps, DevSecOps, I would assume, and I know it's not safe to assume, but I would assume that you know this this target market, you know this audience. They're very different from others. They're, you know, one commonality is education. Uh, it's one thing, you know, one thing we used to say is give, give, give. The more information you give, the better, because that's what a lot of a lot of um, a lot of people in this industry they're looking for more information give them the information that they need. And I found that to be, I found that to be a common successful trait along those companies. The more information they give, the better they are to create, the better they are at are creating a community for it. And I think a good company that does a great, that does a great job at this is Amazon. They're constantly, you know, doing webinars, constantly sending out just marketing material to educate, you know, the masses and so forth. And so that I would say has to be the commonality is the giving, making sure that education, content and information, how to use your product is free and readily available. Yeah. And I think that plays into one of the trends that I'm seeing, and I'm sure you're seeing as well in terms of how um, content is being digested. It's, it's moving now um, from very long form content into more short even video hacks and, and video education or like five minute kind of video sessions where, you know, um, people are now turning to YouTube and turning to a lot of the video platforms um, to go and see how a product works and how it integrates with certain uh, features, benefits, cloud um, environments. Um, so obviously that's, you know, that's what you're seeing as well. Um, and in terms of like the, um, the kind of the metrics that you focus on, um, you know, let's say if you were to go into a startup um, and you were to build from scratch again, as you've done before, uh, given your 10 years journey as it is now and what you've learned and experienced, what are the metrics that you'd focus on? You know, would you focus more on outcomes? And if so, what would they be? Or would you focus more on, on metrics day by day? You know, what would your actual um, approach be? Metrics. So when it comes, so typically what I've seen building from the ground up, the metrics I would, I tend to look for are time on site if it's a website the reason being if people are coming to a site and they're dropping off automatically that's a terrible sign like you want people to actually explore and learn more go through your page go through the company page and understand what you're what you're delivering so a lot of the metrics i look into are um, what pages they're looking at and time on pages and then also what drove them to those pages because depending on where they're coming from, if they're if they're coming from, if there's digital marketing, if they're if we're doing uh, what is it? If we're doing digital campaigns and we're spending thousands of dollars, and people are going to those pages and dropping off, I don't generally love to see that because it means that you know we're you know we're paying for every click, every time that they land on our page, they're not finding necessarily what they wanted, and so they're just leaving. So my goal is to always you know the first couple days not a couple days i want to say the first like 60 days it's all about experimenting because you don't know how the market is going to respond yet right mm -hmm. so it's kind of learning it's 30 60 90 running it seeing you know how people are responding tweaking as you're going along seeing where the traffic is coming from where they're going where they're landing um those are kind of just the most 
basic steps when you're first starting, like just say ground up, we're launching today. That's the first thing I'm going to do is, okay, where's our traffic coming from? And then it takes, obviously, you know, when it comes to organic traffic, things along those lines, they take time. So, I mean, we're talking, and this is like from experience, you're talking anywhere, but it takes sometimes three to six months to see, you know, that pick up. And some people, they want, you know, they want instant gratification. You know, I do run into leaders for just like, why isn't the sticking? And it's like, listen, it needs, you know, it needs time. You know, Google, Google has to, <laughs> has to do their thing and it takes a while for this to pick up. Um, so one thing I've done in the past is I've said, okay, let's say if you're writing a blog or if you're writing content, find ways to spread that content out, whether it's medium, whether it's, you know, creating a video clip of that content and posting it up on YouTube, you know, also just making sure that it's not just on the website, but making sure it's accessible because everybody searches in, you know, different ways. Uh, the second largest, um, search engine is YouTube. So I always try to urge people to use YouTube as much as possible. Mm. There's people are always the number one search thing on YouTube is how to, how to, I don't care what age you are. You could be a 10 year old. You're trying to figure something out. How to, you're an adult trying to figure something out. You're going to go to, go, you're going to, go to YouTube, how to. So I always tell people use how to's like you own it. And it's very easy to do. And you don't need a massive, you don't need, uh, you don't need a huge production. All you need is a smartphone, set it up, <laughs> record yeah. yourself and you're good to go. So again, it kind of leans quite heavily into, into digital. Um, a lot of the, you know, the practices that I think are probably, would you say more of a steroid injection into, into marketing to get something really like, you know, jolted into life. Um, you would go down the route of getting the website um, analytics right, um, right to know, you know, to heat map it almost and know what people are doing, where they're doing it, why they're doing it, then create a, a channel of content, video and written um, that feeds back with, um, you know, with perhaps backlinks. Is that is that the right kind of thing? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And in terms of like more of the long-term strategy, you know, how do you actually um because some people are quite good at the steroid injection piece they'll come in and that's why a lot of them contract will come in and they'll redesign the website they'll they'll make sure all of the you know the the retargeted ad campaign pixels are in place and everything that is you know geared up at re you know regurgitating traffic back into itself almost um is 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 complete and that's like you say three to six months perhaps but then the next stage of that i think is where some people might um, face a challenge especially in hiring you know if you're hiring someone who's a very good uh, marketer within that specific domain but you're expecting them to scale the whole marketing piece that's where perhaps sometimes a bad hire uh, would present itself um, so what would you say is the next phase of of that of that journey let's stick with that word so nine twelve months plus so you've done the digital piece what's next so what's next is you go through and you analyze okay, over the next, over the past 90 days, this is what I've seen, you know, produce X amount of X amount of leads. This is what's working. This is what people are gravitating to and take those items and start to create more content around those specific items. Um, to be, a, to be very vague, let's say if it's, uh, you know, I won't use cybersecurity, but just to make it easier, let's use Nike for an example, right? So if I see, or I know a popular thing right now are Nike dunks, right? Um, kids everywhere want Nike dunks. 
So if I see that, okay, it's picking up traction, I'll start writing more blogs about different types of Nike dunks. Um, the, you know, the ones that have come out from, you know, 2005 till today and, you know, and so forth. And I'll continue to reiterate and write more content every time Nike releases a new set or a pair mm -hmm. of Nike ducks and so forth. And so that's just kind of like a more, that's a very basic or broad one. Uh, same thing, you know, we could do the same with Barbie. If there is, if I had a website selling Barbies, if there's a particular Barbie that I see everybody is gravitating to, let's say it's the, you know, Dr. Barbie, then that's the one I'm going to write more content about because, you know, for whatever reasons I see more traction and so forth. So it's all about taking your data, analyzing it, seeing what's the best performing key terms from an organic standpoint and from um, from a paid standpoint and writing more content about those items. And I know a lot of this time, a lot of times in this industry, it's not always about the, it's not always about the, the masses. So for example, you're not going to have thousands and thousands kind of like, you know, Nikes, you're going to see like a trickle in, you're going to see a couple hundred, a couple hundred. And that's what I've seen where the leads are coming in from, where it's like, okay, it's very specific, but you've created content around a very specific content, a, a very specific keyword because mm -hmm. there's traction around it. And you start to create um, a paradigm shift. And that was one of the things that we did at, at Filament. At Filament, it was creating this, this paradigm shift for site, reli site, reli site reliability engineers for SREs. And so, and it was constantly pushing content out about SREs, their day-to-day, -day, how much, you know, the impact that they have on an organization and how their roles are vital to an organization and so forth. So when I tell you we threw content out about SREs like it was nobody, that was one of the things I did. And how did you get to that point? So like, if you're looking for what's heart of the day, um, and we think about tech, for example, how do you um, actually research? Where's that data coming from to say, right, this this next two quarters, I think um, Kubernetes, securing Kubernetes clusters is going to be the, the hot topic. Um, where do, where do you get that data? So a lot of it is um, Google uh, looking into your AdWords um, and Google Search Console. Look what's being searched for. Look what's being, look what's being, uh, look what's driving traffic to your site. And then there is another tool that I tend to use, which is called Ask the Public. And I tend to use that one a lot. I've I go into it you know, you're typing in a word and you're seeing what is the search volume around it and so forth. There are several tools out there. It's not the only one. Mm. Um, I like to use Ask the Public just because I see the analytics on the popularity of certain terms. And we try to see, okay, especially within, let's say if it is, if it is Kubernetes or let's say if it's site reliability engineering, um, certain key terms within my ad, within my AdWords campaigns, I'm researching, I'm seeing, you know, mm. what, what is the search traffic? What does that look like? Um, because I don't want to just say, I think I don't want, I never want to just guess what the public, or I don't want to guess what our audience or potential clients will be, you know, will, will want to search or what information they'll need. I want to know, and that's how I'll be able to kind of create a marketing plan to go forward. Okay. So, I mean, data is king. It sounds with, um, or queen um with <laughs> with everything i suppose so you're you're kind of constantly researching metrics measures um information and i suppose putting that to work in terms of your outbound 
content and whether it's video, whether it's written and how that is being then translated into signups on your website. Correct. Um, okay. Okay. And what, what is a realistic expectation? Do you think, um, cause obviously we've talked slightly about timelines here, you know, three, six, nine, 12 months for somebody to come in, let's say, um, I've seen a million times in my career, as I'm sure you have, where a, a founder is not a marketer, they're a, a techie, they might be a developer that has set up a, a great company with a great idea, they've had some funding, and they think, right, I need signups now, so let's hire a marketer. And they just expect that marketer to then be the silver bullet and to overnight turn you know, a, a corner of getting 10, 20, 30, 40 paid signups a day. Um, and they become quickly frustrated because I don't think that's the reality. So what do you think is realistic? You know, if you were a founder now of a, of a, of a, of your own company, um, and you were to hire a marketer to build you something from scratch, would you say, you know, three months or six months is, is the fair time frame to give somebody to start seeing signups? Or would you say three to six months is the right time to start seeing people actually engaging with your website? Just, just to give people an idea who actually might be, a little lust, you know, with this topic. So it depends if it's brand new site coming in, nothing has been established before. There's definitely, and it also depends on the product. Definitely depends. It definitely depends on the product and if it's a new site. Now let's say if it's something that already existed and it's somebody coming in um, and they're kind of making tweaks and so forth that's a complete different timeline. Somebody coming into something that's already existed, I'd say three to six months, you should start seeing, you know, they're just making, I'm not going to say they're just making, but they're making tweaks along the line, correct? Mm. They're seeing, they're reviewing data. They're seeing what didn't work before and making adjustments and they're still learning the business, right? Somebody coming in brand new, new business website just launched yesterday or I'm assuming that they were hired before the website was launched. So I, I would probably start to give them at least a year. And I say, because there are, um, you're learning a lot, new product, new website, at least a year, because it takes some time to roll up your sleeve and just a lot of learning. A lot of it is just putting things out there at that point, you're, everything is trial and error, right? Even the product that they're going to be, um, marketing on the website is trial and error. Hmm. And you have to, I try to think about the website as it's a digital storefront, right? So it's similar to your, your Nordstrom's, right? Or whatever, whatever major store you go into, hmm. when you walk by, you walk by the glass, you see what's, what they have on display. You know, they'll have a few Louis Vuitton bags with, you know, a model dressed in a certain outfit, you may or may not like it. If you don't like it, you're walking away, right? And if you see as a store owner or as a person who's in charge of that, if I see people aren't walking in, I'm changing up, you know, the signs in front of the storefront, changing up what the decor is. Mm -hmm. And so I know I I tend to use fashion a lot for my analogies. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. It's <laughs> <laughs> just quick and easy. But at the, at the when it, as it relates to digital marketing, I think of the website and digital marketing as the same way. You're mm. monitoring, watching, you're seeing what's happening. At, at the same time, you know the product, you know yeah. how the product works, and you know how to speak to your audience. Okay. So um, I think it's going to be interesting really to, um, I suppose – see those actions put into practice, um, especially now encompassing AI, because a lot of people are seeing AI as a, as a 
at all to expedite ROI in a lot of different ways, whether it's content creation, whether it's whatever it may be, uh, brand, um, you know, uh, actually creating brands now in, in imagery and websites. But still, I, I don't think it, it is the silver bullet from an ROI perspective in terms of time and investment. Um, what do you think about AI and the impact it's having and will have on marketing? So, I mean, for myself, uh, I've been using AI for quite some time before it became, you know, as big as it has in the past, what, what three to six months that it's mm. just kind of exploded. Um, there were a few tools that were out there. A lot of them was uh, Jarvis, which it was, you know, changed their name to Jasper uh, a while back. But in my opinion, I, you know, I, I think it's a tool that could use to help get minor things done quickly. When it comes to making big decision, I wouldn't necessarily go to AI to make those big decisions. Yes, they, it does collect data and, you know, it's able to output the information that you need, but it's not in every, not in every scenario that will work. And like I said, I've been using AI in my, in a lot of my roles for quite some time now. And it's, and I just kind of use it as, and I'll say this, a friend of mine actually mentioned this yesterday. She uses AI as an intern that she just hired off the street. They don't know anything. Like that's how she kind of speaks to it. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of interesting, but it all depends on the platform that you use. Um, when it comes to marketing and the future of marketing with AI, I think it's just going to be a tool just to help us, you know, do our jobs uh, a little quicker, a little faster. It'll still require a lot of tweaking. Um, I don't ever think it's going to be a hundred percent like the silver bullet, bullet as you mm -hmm. mentioned, to do everything that we need. In my opinion, it's just another tool. Like when you have a tool belt, right? You have a hammer, you have a wrench, you have all these items. Mm -hmm. AI is just another great tool to have in your arsenal and your marketing stack, just to kind of help you move a little quicker along the way. So it's, it's, it's something that's already been used, it sounds, for, for a while. It's just now becoming more of a flashy buzzword that people are getting a little bit kind of wrapped up with. It can be expensive in some in some aspects as well. Um, so, I mean, in your 10 years of, of your journey now through marketing, um, what what kind of would you say is what attracted you to tech, you know, to, to go from automotive to tech? What was it that, that brought you over the fence? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, for me, it was, it was something that was, that was always there. I always found it interesting, mm -hmm. always wanted to be in tech. Uh, I don't know. I had something I've, I've always loved. So when, uh, when the opportunity presented itself, it was an easy transition because like I said, the, at the agency I came from, we were, I, everything we did was based off of technology. It was, and that's how we had promoted ourselves. So it, when it, when the opportunity just, you know, when I went on from the automotive space into DevOps and the cloud space, it was just, you know, it was like Kubernetes. Oh, this yeah. is cool. Let me learn it. And I just, <laughs> just dove right in and just loved it ever since. So what, what would you say then to anybody now who's perhaps, because there's been a lot of people that have been in unfortunate circumstances this last 12 months from a job and a career perspective. Maybe they're on the bench. Maybe they're thinking about a transition into marketing or even into tech. You know, what would you give them advice-wise in terms of, uh, you know, getting into tech and starting out in, in, a, in a new career? 
if they're getting into, if they're just now getting into tech, I would say right now, just go in YouTube, soak up all the information you can mm-hmm. know it, and do something you love. Make sure it's something you love. I think in tech, the great thing about the tech, the tech industry is at this point, I think almost every company is a tech company. There's not a company that is not a tech company. Um, I think you're just, it's all about finding your footing, finding the place where you feel like you'll shine. If you don't want to be an engineer, don't be an engineer. If you feel like you'll you'll be better off in product, go to product. Yeah. If you want to go into digital marketing, do that. And I think that's the main thing. I think just going into tech and just looking at it as this, you know, this uh, shiny toy that, okay, let me just try it out. No, find your footing and learn about it. One thing I've always told people, because I do get asked a lot of questions on LinkedIn, I tell them, go on YouTube, type up the job role, see the day in the life of a mm-hmm. developer at AWS, day in the life of a product manager. And yeah. that's how you'll learn and figure out if that's what you want to do and if you'll really love it. And from a from like a cultural perspective, um, so I always think it's interesting to talk about the kind of the culture of a technology company, whether it's a startup or a scale-up. Now, I know, I know for All Secure, obviously I know... Um, Josh, uh, who I, uh, I've known a while and I hear great things about the culture that he creates and the teams that he creates. Obviously, you know, you're seeing that yourself now. What is it that you enjoy the most about working at For All Secure in the role that you've taken on? You know, what is it that you sing about that makes you kind of excited and happy and have that energy that you've got about you? I absolutely love our technology. Uh, you know, we've we've now named it Mayhem. So it's oh. Mayhem for all secure. And- <laughs> <Like my life>. <laughs> <laughs> no no <Yeah>. worries. <laughs> and that's what sold me. I, I, you know, it uses it uses that key term generative AI. But then it's been around. The great thing about it is that this was started back in 2012. So it's been around just that long, and it's been doing amazing things all, all this time. So mm. it sold me was the the product i was like oh my god i want to help turn this into a great business like this is amazing yeah. the second thing was the leadership i have to say i like i told josh like i tell josh all the time like he's amazing the team the culture that he creates it, i mean it just one thing i've noticed like since i started with the team and the company everybody's always trying to help one another and it's almost like we're stepping over each other but we're not it's like everybody's really nice about it mm. there are there are no egos i mean even from our ceo down to like whoever there are no egos at all everybody's just we're all working on on this product together and we're all yeah. building together and Josh creates this amazing environment where you can't, you, all you can do is just love where you work. You know, I like, there's, there's no words to describe it, honestly. Yeah. All I know is like, even after hours, like we've had offsites where we've met up in New York, the whole marketing team, or we've all met up in Miami. And one thing I can say is like, we don't get tired of being around each other. We don't get tired of working together and we don't get tired of building this product because we all truly believe in it. And I think that's typically what drives innovation, isn't it? Where people have got, you know, the freedom to actually enjoy their job first and foremost. You can bring the best version of yourself to an organization, whether it's two, 10, 2,000, 200,000 people and have a very collaborative, open-minded environment to to, to share ideas and thoughts and, and not, you know, just be squashed if you've got an idea that doesn't fit the narrative, it's actually encouraged, um, which I think is, 
you know in technology if you find that and you work within that environment hold on to it and kind of you know buckle up for the journey I suppose right right and like I see that a lot here like there's been times where I've come up with a campaign and I'm like running it by the team and I'm like guys I don't think this will fit our fit our narrative and you know one thing Josh said to me was just like lean into it and I'm just like what he's like lean into it and I thought about it you know what I love that. He's like, Hey, listen, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you won't know until you actually lean into it and just do it. And I, and I love that it fosters growth. It fosters the, the environment he created. It fosters creativity. And the other thing about it, he just wants to win. He wants us all to win and you see it every day. So that's the main thing about it. Awesome. And, And I guess then if you were to create your own team, let's say you go and you do start your own company up and you want to you know, create this environment. What advice would you give to a, you know, to somebody who's looking now to hire their first marketer? You know, just give them the freedom to go and be creative, and then give them twelve months. You know, what would you be your kind of, you know, your elevator statement, if you will, to to the founders listening who want to hire a marketer? See if they have that passion for marketing. That's the main thing. It can't just be another job. It has to be something that they really love and enjoy. Because yeah. if you love and enjoy it, you're the type of person like me. Like I'll send stuff to people. And even though I shouldn't be working late <laughs> and nobody works late, it'll be 2 a.m. You'll get a Slack message from me. I'm not yeah. saying I need to respond, but it's because like I'm excited about my campaign. I want it to be successful. So yeah. it's like, you know, look for that drive and then also look for their past work. Um, one of the things I didn't know was like, Josh was actually a former competitor of mine and that's why he reached out. And I had no idea that he was even in the same space, but he was like, you know, you were one of my competitors and I used to get calls about, look what, you know, look what you were doing. (laughs) I was like, really? I was like, no way. Like we were just being annoying. So I want to (laughs) say, look into their past work you know, and see what they've done, kind of the the trail that they've left yeah. behind. And yeah. I think that should, you know, that should be able to to tell a lot about who they are, what they can do, and then give them time, give them time, a lot of time. It's, it's a lot of information coming at you quickly. You mm-hmm. want to learn the product, you want to learn the team, you want to learn the organization. And then you want to just start crafting, crafting your messaging and understanding, okay, who mm-hmm. you're, with what makes this set of developers or security experts different from you know this target companies and how you know so forth so you just want to give them time to just understand and hone in and see their see their uh, superpowers shine nice so it sounds like um creativity and giving somebody the freedom the flexibility to not be afraid to fall forward trying to move forward you know um that i think is is quite important um in business as a starter um i could talk to you all day honestly i i actually really like marketing myself and uh, so i could pick your brains for hours and hours but i know that you yourself are busy you've got black hat coming up next week in vegas um and i think uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting announcements there am i right in thinking from you yeah but we're, we're amping up for some yes for some great stuff happening at our booth we yeah. are so we're excited. We'll be at booth 2806D. So please come by, stop by our booth. Um, we'll have some great stuff to give away. So looking forward to seeing everybody there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, I'm really happy that you're happy and that you're enjoying your role and you're, you know, you've got a real good energy about you. It's great. 
Um, and I look forward to to speaking to you again very soon. And unfortunately, I'm not in Vegas uh, next week. I'm still getting over the last time I went to Vegas, which was some 10 years ago. But I'll hopefully um, be back soon and you and I can perhaps share a coffee at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Come by. Awesome. Take pleasure. care. Good luck next week. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.